This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Cricket on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome back. This is the Bet Rivers Cricket Show. How's that? And this is your T20 World Cup preview. A bumper edition. All the best picks, all the odds, all the analysis, all the winners, of course, and joined as ever by John Wright. How are you doing, John? Yeah, not too bad, Ed. Thank you. You well? Yeah, uh, I'm good. Excited to find the winner of the T20 World Cup for our followers. Cracking tournament should be a great betting heat. Do you agree, John? Definitely. Um, it's been so much uh, T20 cricket being played recently in different parts of the world. It'd be interesting to see how, you know, being played in Australia, how um, each team adapts, I think. That's because, I mean, we've seen a lot of cricket, especially played in the subcontinent. And uh, I think people need to realise this being played in Australia. So um, it'd be very, very interesting. Yeah, we might get a lot of runs in this tournament, I suspect. Some flatter wickets out yeah. in Australia, faster wickets. So completely different from what we saw in the UAE for that T20 World Cup, which was won by Australia, of course, and was impacted by a huge toss bias. We don't expect uh, a similar tournament, do we? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. I think you're right. I think there'll be, there'll be big scores. I noticed in a couple of the England um, games recently against Australia, the boundary, the rope's been brought in quite a bit. Um, or even though Australia play some big, big stadiums, don't they? I just think that yeah, a lot of these pitches will be there'll be two hundred wickets, uh, um, two hundred run uh, um, pitches. Uh, Ed, yeah, one to bear in mind in play. But before we get to to the in play business, we've got to tell you who's going to win this tournament, and we've got the tournament odds for you. The money line from Bet Rivers. That's where we're going to start. I'm going to just read out. Team names and numbers now, so uh, pens at the ready uh, to make a note of your fancy. Australia plus 260, England plus 300, India plus 375. Those three are the three clear favourites because we take a leap now to South Africa plus 750 have been well back to suspect the value on them has gone. New Zealand plus 900, Pakistan the same price. Sri Lanka plus 2,000. They have to get through the first round. West Indies also at big numbers, plus 2,500. They have to get through the first round as well. I'm not sure they will manage it. could be a team to take on in the first round. Afghanistan plus 3,300. And then uh, prizes north of there for your also rounds. We really don't think a winner is going to be coming at any bigger odds than that. John, who wins this tournament? England. Oh, good, good, interesting shout. Have you liked what they've done then in Australia? They've taken the series uh, before the series is out. Uh, they've moved Ben Stokes in. I was a bit worried about that, but I've been really impressed with their bowling. What, what, um, what's changed your view on England? I think their bowling. 
Um, but that was that was the area that I was really worried about. I, I think now they've got options. Uh, I initially thought at the beginning of the summer, Ed, when the, I thought um, Dilly Rashid would be their key person. And actually, I look at the side now, and um, he'd probably be the weak link in the bowling attack. I think we've got seamers now. We've got a load of options with seamers. We've got left armers. I mean, the way Sam Curran's bowled recently has been brilliant. Reese Topley's been fantastic. What a find he's been over the last year in T20 cricket. And then when you've got people coming back into the side like uh, Chris Jordan, um, Wokes, who, who they seem to like in the power play, uh, and, and obviously Mark Wood, who's, you know, he's, he's going to have batsmen popping around all over the place. So I, I like England's bowling attack. And I, I think, I don't think there's a problem with the batting. I actually think that Stokes, for me, Stokes doesn't deserve to be in the side. Um, but I do like the way they look like they're going to have him as a, like a floater, aren't they, Ed, at the, at, at the the top of the inning. So he could come in at three, four, five. Um, I do worry about him because I think he's he's not a T20 player. He seems to chew up a few balls to get going. You need someone that's going to come in and impact the game straight away. But I do think England, with the depth that they've got, I, I'd be very, very surprised if they didn't reach the semi-final stage, Ed. Well, I wouldn't mind Ben Stokes missing out for Liam Livingston, which could well happen. Stokes in two innings so far, and we're conscious that games are going to be going on. Uh, maybe as if you're listening to this, uh, watching this, or have already happened, that Stokes could have done something big. Uh, but uh, Stokes, not for me, he's not really needed in that England team. Liam Livingston potentially more dangerous and coming back from injury in time. We suspect for the Super 12s, which England start in, from October 22nd. Let's just give you a little bit of a breakdown of how this tournament works, uh, because we've got the first round first, and that starts on October 16th. Now, your big teams, which we've just listed, aren't mentioned, uh, aren't mentioned, aren't involved in that first round. They go straight into the Super 12, and that is two groups, Group 1 and Group 2. And it's set up like this, Group 1, Afghanistan, Australia, England, New Zealand, and they will be joined by the winner of Group A in the first round, Sri Lanka, Namibia, Netherlands or UAE. I've put those in most likely order of who's going to win it, by the way, for you. Uh, group 2, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, South Africa, joined by the winner from Group A. Uh, sorry, the runner-up from Group A and the Group B winner, again, in most likely order, West Indies, Zimbabwe, Scotland and Ireland. And John, you mentioned it there. You think England are going to get to the semi-finals, and a bit of insight for you and in how these analysts work, who are stationed with these teams, these data whizzes. They're all about getting teams in T20 in a franchise league or a T20 World Cup through to the last four, uh, and then they, when they're there, they just hope it's their day in those two games, the semi-final and the final. I just would be absolutely amazed if Australia do not make it out of that group, uh, John. But what price are they going to be when they are in a semi-final? They're probably going to be two plus 260, which is what they are now. Yeah, I don't think their price are all to that much, would it, Ed, really? I mean, uh, the price that they are at the moment, 260, if, they got, if they're in the semi-final stage, yeah, they might be about 230 maybe. So you're not, you're not actually gaining much by taking them at the beginning of the tournament. Um, but I, I do but think that the top four... In, in, in the betting are the, the the sides that will will actually you know be be competing. That sounds sounds obvious, but 
if you actually look at the, you know, what's happened this year and, and the makeup of the sides and the depth of the sides, Australia, England, India and South Africa, for me, do look um, the four best teams in the tournament by quite a long way. And I think South Africa got a, a big advantage because actually in their group at the moment, depending what happens, I mean, obviously West Indies could qualify, but they have, they have three subcontinent teams in their group. They're actually unique in that respect. Uh, they've played a lot of good white ball cricket recently. Okay, there's a few flaws in their selection, but I do think that they are. But, but as you said, Ed, the, probably the value on them's gone. I remember me and you talking about this probably three or four months ago when South Africa were like plus fourteen, weren't they, to win the uh, yeah. before the before they played England, before they beat England in England, and now you're talking, you know, plus what are you saying, plus seven fifty, plus eight hundred. The value's gone, but I do actually think, I mean, they are perennial chokers in big tournaments, but I do think that, um, I, I think they could they could go a long way. Okay, they're in Group 2. So Group 1 and Group 2, that's your Super 12s. Now the top two from those two groups goes through to your semi-finals. So that's, John has made a great point there about that South Africa group. Subcontinent sides in Australia don't, and it's only a T20 game and uh, conditions aren't as important, but they favour South Africa over Bangladesh, India, Pakistan. And, uh, well, potentially they could have Sri Lanka in there as well, but we think Sri Lanka are going to win their group at Akanta in the first round and join Afghanistan, Australia, England, New Zealand in Group 1. Um, what does South Africa, if they get through to the semi-finals, John? They're plus 750 now. What do they come down to about, what are we thinking, plus 350? Plus- Depends how impressive they are, but I think probably plus five fifty, plus five hundred, something like that. Depending who are the other, the other, th- the other three uh, contenders. But I mean, if it if it goes to form, yeah, probably probably about plus five fifty, I suppose. So there is probably a smidgen of value, but pro- you're probably right. Ed, the, the value on South Africa has definitely gone. I mean, the time to back, get with them was probably a couple of months ago when they were when they were double figures. But I still think that they actually look. The solid T20 side. Um, the worry with them is, is the skipper, isn't he? The skipper is doesn't seem to contribute. But I mean, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot there's a lot of teams in this in this tournament where high profile players, especially captains, are not are not contributing in the sides. Yeah, well, it could come, it could come down to who makes the bravest selection decision. Now, I don't think it's a brave selection decision to leave out Temba Babuma for South Africa. The data is absolutely clear that you shouldn't be anywhere near the side. So it's it's foolish to continue with him. Reza Hendricks should be in that team. Now, if South Africa make that change, brilliant. I'd be happy to bat them. Uh, Australia, I think, have made a big, brave call, but it is the correct call so far by leaving out Steve Smith of these warm-ups against uh, England uh, and if um, if they carry on with that they, I think they could be very very difficult to spot because if Smith is not in their 11 they are the one team I think who don't really have any flaws um, you could start picking holes in Pat Cummins whether he should be in the team but I mean that seems mighty harsh um, because of what he can do with bat and ball uh, so Australia very very difficult to beat if Steve Smith is left out we've spoken about Coley for India so many times on the show. We'd like him out of this India side and we'd rather have Rishabh Pant in there, but we don't think that's going to happen. India also without Jasprit Bumrah, so they would be my sort of big uh, Bismarck, I think, the one big side which it's going to falter. Uh, Let me just do a little bit of housekeeping for you because we're going to have 
our best picks at the end of the show. So stick around for that. We're also looking at top run scorer markets, top wicket taker markets, and we'll probably have a little bit of a, a snifter at some top team run scorer markets as well. But do give at Because We Win a follow so you can win across all sports, not just cricket uh, with the Bet Rivers Cricket Show. Uh, terrific winners coming in there thick and fast. Give John Wright a follow at uh, on Twitter at John Wright 15 Give me a follow at Cricket Betting on Twitter and give us love and likes uh, across YouTube and uh, whoever gives you your podcast. Right, John, I'm going to move us on to the top run scorer market. The money line with Bet Rivers uh, gives us two Pakistan players as favourites, Baba Azam and Mohammed Rizwan, uh, plus 850, Joss Butler, plus 900. KL Rahul plus uh, 1100, Rohit plus 1200, Nisanka plus 1500. Now, Nisanka is a bit of a surprise in there. Why he's in there, the Sri Lankan opener, is because the first round matches will count. So, Nisanka could potentially get three more innings uh, than some of those teams who are already in the Super 12s. John. We've spoken about this before in franchise cricket. Openers absolutely dominate the top run scorer lists. You don't want to be looking outside of your first two in the batting order. Who do you fancy? Well, I think you make a good point there. The fact that um, the, the first round uh, runs uh, obviously count in, in the top um, run scorer. So sides like... Um, Sri Lanka and West Indies, who, who should really qualify or, or, or have a chance of qualifying, are going to have a lot more innings than, than, than the other side. So I think that's why you say Nisanka is high up there in, 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 in the order. The one, that, the one that I like of that ilk would be uh, Rajapaksa. I think Rajapaksa is a ridiculously big price because he, you know, big hitter, big, uh, big six hitter, um, scored runs in the IPL. And the score runs for, for, for uh, consistently for um, uh, T20 uh, uh, Sri Lankan cricket. I, I would have him. So he's he's a he's a ridiculously big price. I think he's plus he's fifty to one. So what's that plus 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 five hundred? So I mean, I thought that was a big big price. Yeah. Um, of the of the teams that have already qualified, my bet would be uh, Darwin Milan. I think I think. The reason I like Darryl Milan is that I think he'll bat three consistently for England. Um, I, I agree with you. You'd he's a back foot to... player, isn't he? He's a back yeah. foot player, John, which is yeah, so important back... in Australia. Absolutely. He's a back foot player. He's got runs in Australia. He's got runs all around the world. I mean, he was former uh, ranked number one T20 player in the world. And I think he, because he plays very culturally, he plays, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily throw his wicket away. I like him, and I think consistently over the World Cup, he could get runs. So I think he's 33, so it's plus three, uh, plus 3-3-0-0. I thought that was very, very fair. He would be my major pick for top batsman. But um, as I say, with the Sri Lankans getting those extra games, I can see why uh, Nisanka is so short. But on that same line, I like Rajapaksa. I think Rajapaksa, if, if... he could be he could be a surprise at a very very big price. Okay, uh, I'm going to stick with openers because they're going to get the power play overs to bat, which is, means 
uh, the field setting is in so they're able to score runs more easily and of course they'll be able to bat for 20 overs if they're good enough and someone who is good enough is Josh Butler I'm surprised he's not favourite at plus 900 I know Rizwan is incredibly consistent at plus 850 uh, but I think Butler is going to be uh, too explosive uh, for Rizwan I think um, Rizwan will be slow and steady but Butler's strike rate will eventually take somebody like Rizwan down. And also, if you want another fancy, David Warner at plus 1,100 has rediscovered his form, very consistent, um, and Australia are expected to go deep into this tournament. So Butler and Warner are the ones for me. A few more markets to look at. Don't forget to follow at Because We Win on Twitter if you want to win across all sports. Now, John, I want to look at top bowler. Again, the first round matches are included. Uh, Wenindu Hasaranga was the winner in the last World Cup, but that was played in completely different conditions. Uh, I suggest we look at death bowlers now. Absolutely. Your winner here. So a death bowler is somebody who's going to be bowling at the end of an innings when there's going to be carnage and chaos and batsmen and be just be taking ludicrous risks. So that means... Death bowlers pick up cheap, cheap wickets. Um, I'll read out the favourites for you in a second uh, on the Bet Rivers money line for top bowler, but uh, I've just made a note of selected others. These ones at big prices. Topley, the England uh, death bowler, plus 3,300. Jason Holder, plus 3,500. He will be getting extra games as a first round player. Now, Hasaranga was a first-round player last time. That's why he won for Sri Lanka. So I think Holder is a big price and should bowl at the death. Obed McCoy as well, plus 2,200. These are the favourites for you now on the Bet Rivers money line. Hasaranga plus 800, way too short. Zampa plus 1,600. They're expecting spinners to be to the fore. I don't think so. Rabada, here's your first pace bowler. May bowl at the death, may not, plus 2,000. Mitchell Stark, the same price. Uh, Alzari Joseph, the same price. Very surprised he bowls at the death for West Indies. Josh Hazelwood hasn't bowled at the death for Australia in the warm-ups against England, also plus 2,000. So uh, those are interesting picks that I mentioned at bigger numbers. Sam Curran as well, a massive price, price plus 6,600. Shaheen Sharafridi coming back to fitness for Pakistan is also a big price. Will bowl at the death, plus 2,200. Uh, keep Harris Ralph in mind as well, who's brilliant um, for Pakistan recently. John, what do you reckon? Yeah, I like Harris Ralph. I think Harris Ralph has been, especially with Shafina Freedy being injured in the lead-up to the T20 World Cup, Harris Ralph has been a fine. Bowls at the death. I do like him. And the two the two that you've selected of your others there, I, I, think, I think Jason Holder is a huge price, absolutely ridiculous price at plus uh, 3,500. I mean, he could really steal the march because he, he he bowls at the death and he bowls in the power play. And uh, I, I, West Indies, if they do qualify, he could have he could have a lot of wickets lead, couldn't he? So, I mean, I do like him. Sam Curran's a massive favourite of mine. I, the reason I like Sam Curran is he's, he's played well recently. Um, and also he, he, he likes to... He bowls a lot of variance, bowls a lot of slower balls, bowls into the pitch. And I think sometimes that can work. I mean, everyone's going on about Mark Wood bowling, you know, 150 miles an hour. And, you know, but Mark, Mark Wood hasn't got that variance that Sam Curran has got. And sometimes it's your slower ball 
you disguise her ball, you you know, that that make the difference. And and Sam Curran recently has bowled very, very well for England. The only worry with that is that with England with the with a lot of seamers in for, in form at the moment, that they could rotate quite a bit. So Sam Curran's not necessarily going to be play every game, but I do like him at that price. And at six six thousand six hundred, it's 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 a big price. So my two would be Harris Ralph and um Jason Holder against the field with a small saver on uh on Sammy Curran. All right. Uh, I've made a note of team markets to look at. Check those out on Bet Rivers. Top team run scorers for selected teams. Uh, I've made a note of Finn Allen at plus 500, the top New Zealand run scorer. He is an opener. Um, he's also plus 6,600 on your outright uh, money line as well, top run scorer. And I think that's too big. He's a really explosive player and the pitches will really suit him. And he's opening the batting. Uh, anything, any other business, John, before I move you on to your top picks? Uh, there was one, you know, what you said earlier, Ed, which is, which is concurs with what I've been thinking. I don't think the spinners will be to the fore. And this is not subcontinent cricket; it's in Australia. And I don't think the spinners. I think looking at the way the compilers have compiled these markets, the spinners seem to be at the fore, don't they? Hasaranga, as you say, top wicket taker in the last year's World Cup, but that was in in uh, in Dubai, and he's he's obviously favourites. I see Zampa is very very short. I don't see the spinners. So so on that. I'm looking at top Afghanistan bowler, and I thought Faruqi uh, um, plus seven hundred for um, for uh, um, Afghanistan. I thought that was a fair price. I mean, usually with these big tournaments, they see off Rashid Khan, don't they? And, they, and I know Nabi and Mujib again. Mujib bowls at the beginning of the innings. I, I thought Faruqi, especially if he bowls at the death. I mean, he might go for runs, but he could take wickets. So I thought. Yeah. With the three spinners heading that market, the top um, Afghanistan bowler, I'd rather go with the seamer at a big price. And I thought Faruqi, the young kid that's burst onto the scene, the seamer, a plus 700. I, I like that as a as a derivative market. Okay. This is the Bet Rivers Cricket Show, and it is our T20 World Cup special. And these are our top picks for that tournament. John, off you go. My main pick will be England to win the tournament. I think plus 300, I, I do like it. I think England are peak, peaking at the right time. They've got so much depth. Um, I think Australia are, are, are obviously worthy favourites, but I think England and Australia, for me, look look head and shoulders above the other teams purely because it's in Australia and I don't particularly like the southern hemisphere, the, the subcontinent teams. Pakistan won't like the short pitch bowling. They'll be on the back foot, especially to the likes of Wood. And India as well, I think, you know, I don't I don't particularly like India. I think India's, India are ridiculously short price. So for me, England and Australia deserve to be favourites. And that's why I'm going with the value for England. So my main bet will be England to win the World Cup at plus 300. And looking, looking at my other bet, uh, we're talking about Sam Curran. I noticed that Sam Curran for top England bowler, this is just top England bowler, is plus 800. Uh, I thought Dilly Rashid, Ridiculously short price for that market. I believe he's something like uh, plus uh, 350. Uh, OK, he'll play every game and he's arguably going to be England's only spinner, especially if Moeen and Livy don't bowl. But he he, he hasn't been in, in particularly good form recently. I'd rather go with Curran, who has been in form. And at the bigger price, I think plus 800. Sam Curran, top England bowler in the tournament. At them are my two bets. OK, great stuff. Uh, my top two picks for you then 
for the Bet Rivers Cricket Show T20 World Cup special. Let's have a bit of money on Joss Butler top. Tournament run score at plus 900. And then Juicy Curran, let's stay with the theme. We're very keen on him. Uh, Sam Curran, top tournament wicket taker at plus 6,600. I don't think the market has woken up to the fact that he's going to be bowling at the death yet. So it is value. He's in that England team and he's going to be very, very hard to budge. So there you go. That's your Bet Rivers cricket show. All done and dusted. Join us next time. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Cricket on the Bet Rivers Network.